extempore verses upon a trial of skill between the two great masters of defence messiahs fig and sutton by john byram read for LibriVox.org by sonia extempore verses upon a trial of skill between the two great masters of defence messiahs fig and sutton one long was the great fig by the prize-fighting swains sole monarch acknowledged of marybone plains to the towns far and near did his valour extend and swam down the river from tame to gravesend where lived mr sutton pipe-maker by trade who hearing that fig was thought such a stout blade resolved to put in for a share of his fame and so sent to challenge the champion of tame two with alternate advantage two trials had passed when they fought out the rubbers on wednesday last to see such a contest the house was so full there hardly was room left to thrust in your skull with a prelude of cudgels we first were saluted and two or three shoulders most handsomely fluted till weary at last with inferior disasters all the company cried come the masters the masters three whereupon the bold sutton first mounted the stage made his honours as usual and yearned to engage then fig with a visage so fierce yet sedate came and entered the lists with his fresh-shaven pate their arms were encircled with armages too with a red ribbon sutton's and figs with blue thus adorned the two heroes twixt shoulder and elbow shook hands and went to it at the word it was bilbo four sure such a concern in the eyes of spectators was never yet seen in our amphitheatres our commons and peers from their several places to half an inch distance all pointed their faces while the rays of old phoebus that shot through the skylight seemed to make on the stage a new kind of twilight and the gods without doubt if one could but have seen them were peeping there through to do justice between them five fig struck the first stroke and with such a vast fury that he broke his huge weapon in twain i assure you and if his brave rival this blow had not warded it his head from his shoulders had quite been discarded fig armed him again and they took the other tilt and then sutton's blade ran away from its hilt the weapons were frighted but as for the men in truth they never mind it but at it again six such a force in their blows you'd have thought it a wonder every stroke they received did not cleave em asunder yet so great was their courage so equal their skill that they both seemed as safe as a thief in a mill while in doubtful attention dame victory stood and which side to take could not tell for her blood but remained like the ass twixt the bundles of hay without ever stirring an inch either way seven till jove to the gods signified his intention in a speech that he made them too tedious to mention but the upshot on't was that at that very bout from a wound in fig's sight the hot blood spouted out her ladyship then seemed to think the case plain but fig stepping forth with a sullen disdain showed the gash and appealed to the company round if his own broken sword had not given him the wound eight that bruises and wounds a man's spirit should touch with danger so little with honour so much 
well they both took a dram and returned to the battle and with a fresh fury they made the swords rattle while sutton's right arm was observed to bleed by a touch from his rival so jove had decreed just enough for to show that his blood was not ichor but made up like figs of the common red liquor nine again they both rushed with as equal a fire on till the company cried hold enough of cold iron to the quarter-staff now lads so first having dreamed it they took to their wood and in faith never shammed it the first bout they had was so fair and so handsome that to make a fair bargain was worth a king's ransom and sutton such bangs on his neighbour imparted would have made any fibres but figs to have smarted Ten. then after that bout they went on to another but the matter must end on some fashion or other so jove told the gods he had made a decree that fig should hit sutton a stroke on the knee though sutton disabled as soon as he hit him would still have fought on but jove would not permit him twas his fate not his fault that constrained him to yield and thus the great fig became lord of the field end of poem this recording is in the public domain